If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got tremendous three hours for you as, as we are finding out more and more in the NFL. As they always say, it's a week-to-week league. feel like we figured that out with Monday Night Football, and we're going to be diving into that a little bit here in segment number one, and we've got a great guest list for tonight as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by a pair of great guests, Ben Brown. He does great work over there at Pro Football Focus and Matt Landis, likewise with the Props and Ops podcast. We're going to recap week seven, turn it forward to week eight, and I always like to talk with Matt about what we're able to find in terms of football teasers, and always a little bit tough on that front. It was this past week. We shall see if there's going to be more offerings for week eight. So we're going to be talking about that in our number one and our number two. We're going to begin the LA connection going as Danielle Vari. She does amazing work as one of our main insiders here at VEASAN. We're going to be talking some Pac-12 football with her. And then we're going to be getting the lay of the land with the LA sports scene with her and Jason Weingarten at 1.30 a.m. Eastern time. You're out there on the West Coast. That's more 10.30 p.m. Pacific time. Going to be chatting about that. And with Jason we're going to be taking a look at some of the features that he's been firing in recently and just get a little bit of an early takeaway in terms of how he's going to be taking a look at this World Series as well as he does a tremendous job on the baseball front. So that'll be our number two. And then Tom Cunningham, he does great work over at Vegas Insider. We're going to be talking a little NBA and college football with him in our number three. So we're going to be touching all the bases, even though, unfortunately, for those of you guys much like myself that love baseball, 
not getting going with the World Series until Friday. I'm sure that many people have shared these sentiments that a little bit too long of a break considering that it is all set in stone. I think that you could have done very well if you were baseball starting this up on Wednesday. That is my personal thoughts there, but nothing we could do about that and nothing you could do about what we did see on Monday Night Football, but you could take that information that we've got now and be able to turn it forward as the Chicago Bears. They take down the New England Patriots by kind of 33-14 to 14 on a Monday that saw a surprising amount of quarterback changes. We'll be diving into that a little bit more in a minute, but you saw in this game, Mac Jones got the first reps with the team, and that was about it. An early interception got him on the bench for the rest of the game, and then Bailey Zappi, which I think we really need to figure out a nickname for Bailey Zappi. I think Dr. Zevil. I think that that's a good name. I will petition for Dr. Zevil for Bailey Zappi, and well, he zapped his team with a pair of interceptions of his own as it was a ugly day for the New England Patriots as both the Bears and the Patriots leave this game 3-4, and four, and Justin Fields all of a sudden, not the world's worst performance. He went over his player profit in terms of passing yards. When I was on here last night, it was right around 168.5. I've been liking some Justin Fields unders. I felt like that number was just getting down a little bit too low, and clearly that number was just a tad bit too low, but you saw the Bears actually look relatively competent. The one player prop I gave out on this show for Monday Night Football was Khalil Herbert over his pass or over his rushing yards. That got there. I also like the under. That did not get there, so I mean, we'll take a split on that one, but when it comes to the Bears, you did like what you saw there, and even though Justin Fields fumbles four times in what was a very ugly game despite the fact that the Chicago Bears were able to get 33 points up on the board. It really does go to show that, in my opinion, there's a big giant middle slash bottom middle-ish in terms of the league. I think that right now you've got a couple clear bottom teams, even though they got the job done on Sunday. You've got the Carolina Panthers certainly there towards the bottom. I hate to say it because I love Mike Tomlin as a coach, but you just take a look at that roster and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are certainly there right now, but then you've got this big giant middle because you take a look at the amount of teams that are either four and three and three and four, and it's just absolutely rampant. As a matter of fact, out in the NFC, outside of the NFC East, which the NFC East has went to the NFC Beast, you've got one team that is better than four and three right now, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. Meanwhile, you just take a look at the landscape of the AFC and got a pair of teams that have one and two losses in the AFC East and the Bills who are five and one the Jets are five and two and then the only other team that is better than four and three is the Kansas City Chiefs which and is very much to be expected and there just hasn't been a lot of separation in general and now I think that it is becoming a case of which it's because you have very much a lack of dominant quarterbacks you take a look at the two top teams that are out there in the AFC East aside from the New York Jets and you've got Patrick Mahomes and you've got Josh Allen. You feel very good about that. And then on the NFC side of things, you've got a very much proven guy, in my opinion, in Dak Prescott, who I do think he's good to be able to get back, and he's going to be a rock solid for the Cowboys who are currently sitting there at 5-2. and two. Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, he's ascending to being a top-10 quarterback. He has looked very solid this year. And then for the New York Giants, I think that's fair to say. Question marks with Danny Dimes, but you take a look at a lot of the quarterbacks in the league right now, and it's all about finding out who is going to be that guy that is going to be able to transform that team and is going to be able to be a little bit better than just serviceable. The Indianapolis Colts are going to be trying out Sam Ellinger this week. He is the gentleman that was over at Texas for many, many years. He's going to be getting the start 
We're seeing the New England Patriots. I think that this is writing on the wall that Mac Jones is just not cutting it right now. They go to Bailey Zappi, and that is a big question because we've got, man, when you think about it, how many top-flight quarterbacks would you say that we've got? At this point, I think Aaron Rodgers is starting to fall out a little bit. Tom Brady at 45 years old. If he hasn't fallen out already, he is going to within the next few weeks with the way that things are sitting here. You've got yourself five, maybe six guys that you just feel really, really good about right now, and then everything else is just trying to catch a little bit of lightning in a bottle. And you take a look at a lot of these divisions, and Kirk Cousins is right now, in my opinion, a top-ten quarterback in the NFL, as blasphemous as it was to say maybe just a few weeks ago because guys like Kyler Murray have not been able to get the job done. Certainly, I think that Lamar Jackson, even though he's had some less than savory performances here in recent weeks, he has been able to form himself. You feel good about having a guy like Lamar Jackson at center, but you just take a look at so many teams, and it's just a rotating door at quarterback. What is Malik Williams going to be able to come in for Ryan Tannehill, perhaps? Because the Indianapolis Colts, they make the move to Sam Ellinger, and I mean, it's a case where Matt Ryan, it was not necessarily going great from 24 sacks in seven games, but not something that I necessarily saw coming, and I think that this is just very fascinating in general. If you take a look at the reports, there was the case where Matt Ryan was dealing with a shoulder injury, but that's not necessarily the primary reason why this move was made, and it's a situation where for the Indianapolis Colts, they're giving a guy an Ellinger a start in which he's never started before in his life, and it's not like the team reached up into like the second round or the first round and said, you know what, we really need to grab this guy. He was picked number 218 in the sixth round of the draft in 2021. So I do think that that's rather remarkable. And there's just so many teams that are in it right now. If you're someone that you took a lot of these futures early on during the season on these teams that we call it what it is, most people thought that they were going to suck. I'm not going to say all people because there are certain folks that they don't go with group to think. They do their evaluations. They do, they do a very solid job that we're maybe thinking that there was upside with a team like the New York Jets, like the New York Giants. Thought that there might have been a little bit of something there. Myself with the Seattle Seahawks, I didn't think that they were worthy of being a bottom five team. I thought that the Texans would show a little bit more fight. They are clearly a bottom tier team right now. A team that is able to fight. They actually had a lead going into the fourth quarter against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. And then, well, things went haywire from there. Anyone that was playing Josh Jacobs in fantasy knows all too well about that. But just take a look at this league as a whole. And I do think that there's a lack of high-end quarterbacks right now. And just taking a look at what you're able to get out of these defenses, it is very important. Like, Dak Prescott is someone that I think is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying that he's, like, a lead or anything like that. I'm not saying that he's someone that you just feel like he's going to be transcending the league or anything like that. But I think that you feel very good about him. You put around him the defense that the Dallas Cowboys do with Micah Parsons and company, and you just feel good about them. And I think that that's the biggest takeaway that we've got thus far in the football season is that there's just a lot of mediocre, very, very average. And as I was alluding to a little bit earlier, it's a week-to-week league. What have you done for me lately? Mac Jones throws the interception, and he just gets the boot after being out for three straight weeks. Matt Ryan, he's now out of the fold after for many, many years. He was considered to be a pretty solid starting quarterback. And I do think that now we're seeing a little bit more of why the Atlanta Falcons were willing to let him go for as cheaply as they were. But, man, it is really startling. And 
the lack of quarterback play that we're seeing right now because you've got a few guys that you feel good about and then a lot of teams that eh, it's just not looking so great for them. It's a big reason why we've got the numbers that we do right now in the NFL. Primetime overs, they're still hitting at below 40% overall, even with Monday Night Football hitting. And overall for the season, even with the over that we got on Monday night, 41 overs, 64 unders. We are now through week seven, and the under is hitting at 61%. All you've had to do is bet the under thus far this season, assuming that you get minus 110 juice. And typically, in terms of totals, you're not going to see the juice move. That's more or less on sides when you get the three at like minus 120, things of that nature. But if you have just done absolutely nothing else other than bet the under for $100 on every single game thus far this season, you're up right around $1,890. It is rather remarkable what we've been seeing this year. And I tie it all back to what we've been seeing in terms of these quarterbacks. So very startling to see what we've gotten today. You know what? If you're a Chicago Bears fan, three and four, things could certainly be worse for them. The schedule is probably going to be getting a little bit tougher moving forward, but we've got a lot of teams that I feel like the jury is out on, and we've got a lot of games that are going to be involving tighter lines this week. Like right now you're seeing that Philadelphia Eagles and Pittsburgh Steelers line be at double figures, and Packers, stunningly, are right now the biggest underdogs on the board, which, I mean, who would have thought that Aaron Rodgers would be the biggest underdog for Week 8? But that's where we're at right now in terms of the NFL. It is a new dawn. It is a new day. And we got to take a look forward to Week 8 and react a little bit to Week 7 with our great roundtable coming up next as Matt Landis of the Props and Ops Podcast and Brent Brown of Pro Football Focus are going to be joining me next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The basketball season is tipped off right about now, and now is the time to get your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our Hoops experts, including John Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for. Conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards, and so much more. We've got five tips for beginning NBA bettors as well. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VSIN NBA betting guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up for just $99 and get everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, and you're joined by a pair of great guests. Ben Brown, he does amazing work over there at Pro Football Focus, and Matt Landis, he does amazing work over there at the Props and Ops Podcast. And Ben, I will lead off with you on this because in Monday Night Football, we saw Mac Jones get the start and, well, he did not finish the game. It was, it was as I like to call him now, I'm going to coin this one, Dr. Zevo, ba- Bailey Zappi got in there for the majority of the game. And we've seen two quarterback moves on Monday with Sam Ellinger is now going to be taking over for the Indianapolis Colts. Got to think that moving forward, we're going to be seeing quite a bit of Bailey Zappi. And it just feels like there's a shortage of quarterbacks right now. I don't know what you've been making out of it, but it feels like you've got, I was throwing out there the number of between eight and 10 top tier guys. And then everyone else is just very mid to very much below average. Yeah, I don't even know if there's eight to 10 top range guys at this point in time. I'm really looking at, you know, uh, I I think the Patch Mahomes and Josh Allen combination is really good. I think Jalen Hurts is playing at, you know, an extraordinary good level. I still think 
I would probably have him a tier below those top two guys. But, you know, outside of that, it seems like, you know, week in and week out, uh, we are seeing very much, uh, uh, you know, overall across the entire NFL, uh, I would say poor quarterback play. I think that's playing out from an EPA perspective. It's also playing out from, uh, you know, a PFF grading perspective. Right now, through the first seven weeks of the season, we have Josh Allen as the top-rated passing quarterback. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is three, I'm, and the two through four and five, uh, are Geno Smith, Andy Dalton, and P.J. Walker, which means that, you know, everything that we thought heading into the preseason outside of those top two guys has been, you know, completely flipped on his head. And it's, you know, making for, I would say, a very in, uh, very difficult handicapping situation every single week. Yep, I'm right there with you. And we were talking about this a little bit off air, Matt. If with every passing week, it feels like we know less and less about the NFL. What have you just made out of everything in general? Because I think that a lot of the shall we say, unpredictability of this year and the reason why there's hardly anyone remaining in all of your survivor pools and what have you is because when it comes to quarterbacks, you've got your top-notch guys who I think that Ben illustrated it very well. You've got Josh Allen, you've got Patrick Bohms, and then the guys from there like Lamar Jackson. I would still put Justin Herbert in that category. You've got yourselves a nice tier too, but after that, it's just pretty much picking guys and it's like, you're not getting a whole lot of anything different, even from like quarterback number 12 to quarterback number 25 in the league right now. Yeah, in terms of what to make of it, to the top of your question there, I think I'm making of it that maybe I should see, Greg, if you or Jason Kahn or any of the VEASAN crew can hook me up with that VEASAN NBA betting guide, because <laughs> I know less and less about the NFL with each passing week. It seems like the more we see, the less we know. And if there's anybody out there who's struggling as a better right now, I just want to put it out there that full transparency, I try to come on here and offer valuable insight where I can. But if you're struggling, I'm in the struggle with you right now. And I'm getting close to the point where it's going to take the heater of a lifetime just to turn this into anywhere near as good of a season as last year. And I think one of the best things from a process standpoint, if I can't get a pick right to save my life right now, from a process betting standpoint, one of the best things you can often do let a losing week be a losing week. Let a losing month be a losing month. As painful as it is, sometimes if a losing year is going to be a losing year, just let it be. Don't try to get back to even, double or nothing. That can really get dangerous in a hurry. And you know what? I'm just going to try to learn from the two of you and uh, see what we can do moving forward here. Yeah, because between Survivor, Teasers, ATS, uh, it's just been a really tough go of it lately. And that's going to happen if you try to do this long enough, no matter what level you're at, no matter, you know, how good, how long you've been doing this, and I hope it's just a matter of time until some positive variant starts to work its way back into the fold. Yep, and don't let yourself be fooled on Twitter when it's like, oh, Person X has won 37-3 and three in their last 40 picks and everything like that. There was probably a 3-37 and 37 run before that for one or two. It might be fabricated just a little bit, and you might want to check the juice, the juice as well. It might have been like, Alabama on the money line over Louisiana Monroe and things like that. And well, uh, if you're getting that correct, congratulations. But I don't think that that's the world's toughest call because I mean, we all go through it as well. And I've got you covered on college basketball in two weeks. So have no fear there, Matt. We've got you on that front. But that said, we'll go back to you on this one, Ben. And it has been really strange to take a look at a lot of these teams because with the New York Giants, we've been saying, worst 3-1 team ever, worst 4-1 team ever, worst 5-1 team ever, worst 6-1 team ever. list goes on and on, and I feel like there's a lot of these teams. The New York Jets have been able to rise up. I honestly think that the Seattle Seahawks are somewhat for real, but what have you made out of just so many teams coming out of absolutely nowhere and having big starts of the year like the New York teams, and you're able to go down the line of so many more? 
Yeah, I definitely think it, it kind of plays into what we just talked about, right? And it goes back to the quarterback play. And I think that when you see, you know, no real, I would say, second or third tier type quarterback options and the top tier being, you know, so limited, I think it, you know, it in some ways provides more emphasis on the other facets of play. So we are seeing defense, uh, you know, impact, I would say, to a much greater extent, the outcomes of some of these games and, and rushing the football as well. So it's not really just, you know, an overall passing league every single week. And I think you're starting to see, you know, some defenses that are coming along. Teams like, you know, the New York Giants, who are, I would say are, are, are pretty good, you know, defensively, but also really strong rushing the football with both Daniel Jones and Sukhan Barkley. And I think that's opening up a lot of their offensive production. I do think that the New York Jets specifically also have a really good defense. I think they have, you know, two young corners uh, that I think can go, you know, kind of toe for toe for anybody in the NFL. And I, and I think, you know, in 2022, in the context that we're kind of trying to define some of these teams, like, you know, the New York Giants being the worst three and one team in the NFL, we're comparing that a lot to, you know, prior years, whereas, you know, this this is this is very much, I would say, uh, a different handicapping and probably a different overall approach that you need to take in 2022. So going back to it, I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, a, a strong defense can carry a team a lot further and, and win a lot more games than what we've seen in years past. And I think that that trend is probably only going to continue until we actually get, you know, some solid quarterback play, whether that's through, you know, guys getting back and healthy like Justin Herbert, or maybe it's, you know, some some offensive lines getting guys healthy and, and back in the fold as well. But uh, I think right now defenses are very much ahead of the curve uh, in comparison to offense. And I think that because of that, we're seeing some of these teams with, I would say, you know, somewhat strong defensive play kind of rise to the top. And I think that, you know, paradigm shift is a little bit, you know, unsettling for people and something that, you know, people don't really want to gravitate towards at this point. And I think that that's such a good point that you bring up and I'll throw this at you, Matt. Typically, when it comes to moving the line due to an injury, quarterbacks, they always take precedent. And even in this day and age, it certainly does need to take precedent. You go from like an Aaron Rodgers or a Jordan Love, that's going to cause a massive line move. And I'm not saying that this sort of an injury should cause a dramatic line move like that would, but someone like a Brees Hall going down for the New York Jets. I think that that needs to be taken into account a little bit more this year than in the past, because typically with a running back, It'd be worth, if it's a really, really good running back, about one point, typically a half a point, or sometimes even less. But I think that those sorts of injuries, just with the way that the quarterback position in general has struggled this year, needs to be on the minds of betters much, much more than it has been in past years. Yeah, and I wonder if it's not on the minds of the Jets more than it could have been in different years because they were pretty quick to go out and trade for James Robinson. And that could be, you know, probably a bit of a drop-off, especially initially there's going to be an acclimation period for Robinson to get to know this offense. But having him in the backfield this weekend and in weeks moving forward, uh, probably less of a drop-off than a lot of people would have anticipated as soon as Hall went down yesterday. So I was ready to come on and say that at less than three, I thought the Patriots were going to be a bargain against the Jets based on what we just saw. Feeling a lot cooler on that take right now. And with Robinson in that Jets backfield, if he can do anything to limit their reliance upon Zach Wilson, I mean, Ben touched on it. The defense, the run game, that's been the ticket for the Jets lately. And they've had some pretty good fortune in the quarterbacks they've been going up against. I mean, they got Skylar Thompson in their Dolphins game. Of course, we just saw them get Brett Rippon yesterday, Mitchell Trubisky last month, right before the Steelers went to Kenny Pickett for his first NFL action. So even given the state of now a, a controversy brewing under center for the Patriots, I still feel like this could be a step up in class for the Jets. 
But based on the aggression they're showing, you know, whether or not they deserve to have their record at five and two, they are that team right now. And in the AFC, Greg, you touched on it in the first segment. They don't have a lot of competition outside of Buffalo or Kansas City when it comes to their place in the standings right now. And they might slide back a little bit. But based on where they are, the aggression they showed getting Robinson right away, I think, you know, come the, you know, the rest of the window to make any moves, the Jets are probably going to see what they can do this year. And the AFC is wide open enough that, you know, anything's on the table for them, as crazy as that may sound, heading into week eight. Yep, absolutely. I think that it would be very tough for them to be able to dethrone the Buffalo Bills. But I mean, the way that things have been going right now, you could see the biggest favorite on the board lose. And I know the biggest favorite on the board is the Bills going up against the Green Bay Packers. I'm certainly going to get your thoughts as to the Green Bay Packers being the biggest underdog on the board. We will try to see if there's anything that might be worth taking a look at in terms of teaser value and so much more. With Ben Brown over there at Pro Football Focus and Matt Landis on the Props and Ops podcast next here on VEASAN Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine. That's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering a smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one time to make it. Make it change. Everyone's timeline's just a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey, but when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is ZYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Matt Landis of the Props and Ops Podcast and Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus. And Matt, at this time every week, we take a look at there might be a little bit of value on the teaser board. And I don't know about you, but I've never seen a board quite this strange. You've got two double digit favorites out there in the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. Every other line is five or less. There is really no way that you could tease too many favorites on this board. Unless if you want to break the rule of really going through the seven and three, but we've got plenty of underdogs. They can go from being like plus two and you're able to get through the three and the seven. You've got teams like the New Orleans Saints out there. If you're looking at Thursday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers list goes on and on. Any teasers really catching your eye right now? Because it feels like if you're going to be taking a look at a teaser this week, it might be best to go with the underdogs. Yeah, I feel like when I think about the teaser board this week, sometimes when everything's breaking well, when you're seeing the ball well, it might feel as if you're looking at the board through a microscope. And this season with teasers, it's been more like a kaleidoscope. I mean, everything (laughs) is just disheveled all over the place. And part of it, Greg, you touched on it a couple of times teeing this up. Those key numbers of three and seven, they are still key. But I mean, even numbers like eight and nine have factored way more heavily into my teasers this season than in previous years. Case in point, Thursday night last week with the Saints, depending on when you got them, you won, lost or pushed as that game landed on eight. And then three times in the last six weeks, I've had games with an underdog tease up to plus eight and a half that lost the game by nine. And I don't know if that had happened three times in my betting life prior to this season. I know that Ben's taken a look at some numbers to see, you know, the perils of oftentimes teasing favorites down. Again, anybody in Survivor has felt that this season. But even some of the numbers, once you get above seven, eight and nine tend to matter a bit more than I feel like they have in the past. 
So that doesn't mean that teasers, again, if you're laying no more than minus 120, still some books offering minus 110, those precious few, I think, still bringing some value to the table, but maybe some bankroll management to take into account. I'm, yeah, considering teams like Tampa up to plus seven and a half hosting Baltimore, New Orleans plus eight hosting the Raiders, Houston plus seven and a half hosting Tennessee. That could get really interesting depending on any news we get out of the Titans quarterback situation. And then the Rams, I feel like they're finally an underdog hosting San Francisco. Shanahan has had McVay's number for some years now. So still a pretty decent group of games to choose from if you want at least a couple of options to go through those key numbers of three and seven. But again, just the way things have been breaking, I would not want anybody to get too carried away here. Right now, if I had to lock in anything, I'd probably have the most interest in the Saints going up to plus eight hosting the Raiders. Uh, They just dominated the box score and got some pretty big misfortune against Arizona last Thursday night. And then a team like Houston, it can feel pretty ugly, but Tennessee just continues to win games that I I don't know how sustainable it is with some of the advanced metrics. And there's probably something to be said for the way that Mike Vrabel, like some of these coaches, like Mike Tomlin, perhaps what Brian Dable is doing with the Giants. Some coaches just find ways to win games that aren't sexy when we look at EPA or yards per play. So I don't want to fully dismiss what Tennessee is doing. But right now, if we're looking at week eight teasers, I feel like the Saints and the Texans, two of the more appealing options on the board. And the reason why I think that the Saints are a little bit of an appealing option to your point is that I just have not been impressed too much by the Las Vegas Raiders in general. I'll throw this one at you, Ben. I take a look at the Saints versus Raiders game, and typically you'd think with the Saints, oh, it's time to sell off pieces. This is a team that they could be sellers at the trade deadline. They're only a game out of first place in the NFC South, which if you had told me that a 2-5 and five team would be a game out of the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons of all teams being tied with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for first place, I would have told you that you were crazy a few weeks ago, but that's where we're at right now. And this is a big game for both of these teams because with the Las Vegas Raiders, it's been a rough year for them, but they were able to turn things around in that fourth quarter against the Houston Texans. And both of these teams, rough starts of the year with the Saints. A lot of it, in my opinion, has been due to injuries, but both of these teams with a win this week, they find themselves right back at the playoff hunt. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I do think the Saints are the correct side. Uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense from a teaser perspective as well to kind of tease them up to seven and a half. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, I mean, the injury situation for the Saints, I know we sat here last Monday night and I said, you know, tease the Saints up against the Arizona Cardinals. I was one of those unfortunate ones with, you know, the plus seven and a half point tickets against the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night football. But I thought the injury situation at some point kind of had to, uh, you know, alleviate a little bit. And we're seeing, you know, once again, the same number of guys questionable, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, some issues with their secondary as well with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, So, you know, if that kind of breaks correctly, I very much think that the Saints can be, uh, you know, the team that you should definitely be backing in this particular matchup. I would say, you know, better quarterback uh, in a lot of situations from Andy Andy Dalton, especially this year. I just don't think Derek Carr has been, you know, all that good from a passing perspective. Have kind of started to get Devontae Adams to fold a little bit from the Raiders' perspective. But uh, I still think with, you know, no Darren Waller, you know, Hunter Renfro didn't really do a whole lot in his first game back. And I just really don't buy into, you know, a, a Raiders defensive unit that I think relies almost too much on Max Crosby and, and is now just a little bit banged up in their coverage unit as well. So give me the Saints in this particular matchup. I think they have the better overall offense, probably the better defense. Uh, and, and I and once again, I do think they have the better quarterback as well. So I'm going with the Saints, probably plus one and a half in this matchup. But uh, I do agree with Matt in saying that uh, the Saints are definitely a feasible spot coming up here on Sunday as well. 
Yep, and you were mentioning the defense is one of the biggest shocks to me all season long is I thought that the Saints offense was going to be a little bit of a work in progress with trying to get Jameis Winston back, who we found out has been hurt for much of the season, but I thought that the Saints defense was going to be relatively stout and it has been anything but that. So that is something to take a look at. And I was talking about this board being very, very strange. What have we ever seen Aaron Rodgers be the biggest underdog on the board? That's exactly what we've got. And I'm going to throw this game at you, at you, Matt, because right now with the Green Bay Packers, you're finding them in a lot of spots between an 11 and an 11 half point underdog and a total of 47 half. I think that it's very clear right now that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL, and this is not the Green Bay Packers team of the past, but I just can't pass up getting this many points with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you are in the same boat with me or if you're looking to continue to fade the Green Bay Packers because I've been fading the Packers, fading the Packers, fading the Packers. I think that now is finally the buy point. Well, being the Wisconsin guy, Greg, you might have the better read on this team. I will say that if I were to hear that they would have lost consecutive games to the Giants, Jets, and Commanders, there must have been some fluky misfortune breaking against them. And it it really doesn't seem to have gone that way. Upon further review, it seems like those were pretty clean wins for the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. So that's quite the indictment on Green Bay. And I know that Aaron Rodgers has shown that from one week to the next or from one rough stretch to the next, he can really turn things around. In back-to-back MVP seasons, we've seen that very recently. And at the same time, with a team like Buffalo, I learned the hard way week one, they're not the kind of team that you want to tease against, uh, taking the Rams up through three and seven, because once Buffalo gets a big lead, it's a team that tends to keep its foot on the gas and just the amount of weapons they have, the way that they can really impose their will on the opposition for a full 60 minutes. A lot of times, if you have an 11 point underdog and it's a 14 or 17 point game late, you've still got a pretty decent shot with Buffalo. I think there's a much more narrow path to that back door. So I can't fault you for looking at Green Bay. I don't have anything on this game yet, but I do feel like we saw it a few weeks ago when the Bills were hosting Pittsburgh. Now a much different team, a much different quarterback for the Steelers than what the Packers have got. But sometimes Buffalo, once they build up, you know, a big head of steam, it's just tough to turn anything around on them. Now, this is not something I would ever advise or anything like that. But if you really wanted to with the Green Bay Packers, you could, if you're finding an 11 and a half out there, He's up through the 14 and the 17, which I can't believe that I, that, that is a possibility here with the Green Bay Packers. But I mean, that's football in 2022. And I'll throw this at you, Ben, as well. What do you make out of this Packers versus Buffalo Bills line? Because I mean, no doubt the Buffalo Bills, they have been solid all season long. I just feel like this is one of those games in which the number has gotten up a little bit too high, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I would like to see how the injury situation with the Packers breaks, specifically, you know, Rashawn Gary, David Bacchiardi. I don't know. That has been probably, I would say, the most perplexing injury situation we've dealt with over the past two seasons. But uh, I think if Rashawn Gary uh, doesn't end up playing, I think he's questionable right now. If he doesn't end up playing, I think the over 47 and a half is one of uh, one of, if not my favorite bets, I would say coming up this weekend. I do think that you know the Green Bay Packers specifically, very much living on name recognition alone defensively. I still think that the Bills, you know, like like Matt said, are not going to take the foot off the gas whatsoever. A little bit banged up in the secondary as well, and I think that you know if you're buying into uh, the Packers and a little bit of a get right spot are actually showing something here, I think that leads uh, more so to me liking the over 47 and a half as opposed to playing them, you know, at plus 10 and a half because. You, you, you never know what's going to happen, but I do think that, you know, both the Packers and the Culver are probably the correct side of this big 
Yep, it is going to be an insane week of football. And Matt, Ben, you b- both do a tremendous job of taking a look at the game that we love. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks, Greg. And coming up next, we're going to take a look at a little bit of basketball. Hit on what we're going to be getting on an NBA Tuesday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season has tipped off and so has the NBA promotions over at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. The Bet Rivers is the place to go for all the latest lines, odds, and unique promotions like our weekly same game parlays. Place three or more same game parlays in a week to receive a free $10 bet during the basketball year during October and November. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Ironically enough, we're going to talk a little basketball in this segment, but got to give a thank you first to Matt Landis of the Props and Ops Podcast and Ben Brown over there at Pro Football Focus. Joining me in the last two segments, take a look at what we've all been seeing in the NFL. Take a look at some options this week in terms of the NFL as well, because, man, it is a very strange board. I alluded to it with the guys. You've got two teams that are an underdog of more than five points, and both of those teams are double-figure favorites as the Dallas Cowboys are finding themselves Right around a 10 to a 10 and a half point favorite. And then the Green Bay Packers. They're the biggest underdog on the board going up against the Buffalo Bills. Every other line that we're seeing is five or less. So just absolutely incredible. And it is relatively incredible. What we're seeing in the NBA right now as well. It's a relatively short Tuesday slate. And for those of you that are fans of college basketball, I'll be giving you guys another little college basketball preview here in our number two. As we're going to be hitting upon that on the flip side, we'll give you another conference preview. And... Also, we saw the All-American selections get pointed out as well, so I'll give a little bit of lip service to that as we are now, if you're out there on the East Coast, 12 days away from the start of the college basketball season out west. you got a few hours left until we get to that number 12, but that said, right now you've got two games with really numbers up on the board. The Dallas versus New Orleans game and the Clippers versus Oklahoma City game. Typically, when you see teams coming off of back-to-backs, which I think that at the very minimum one of these are, you'll typically find a game being a little bit off the board and then you just got general injuries as well, which sometimes you just deal with from time to time in the NBA. But when it comes to what we're going to be getting in terms of the NBA on Tuesday, I do think that it's interesting to look at this Golden State versus Phoenix game because Phoenix, they open up at a two and a half point favorite. Here at Circuit, you're finding it at three, but other than that, it's really a two and a half point line. And I just am a little bit befuddled by this Phoenix Suns team because they were able to paddle back in their opener and they were able to take down the Dallas Mavericks, but they didn't necessarily look too convincing in that game. Now, I do think that the Mavericks are going to be quite solid this season. I think that they're in for a relatively good season, but with the Phoenix Suns in general, you take a look at this bunch and they've been dealing with a few injuries to begin the year for one and two. You just have to wonder about the dynamic of this team in general because with the Phoenix Suns, we saw the rift between DeAndre Ayton and the coaching staff as they were really not talking during the offseason, everything that happened in-house. And then with Chris Paul, we're talking about it with a lot of these quarterbacks in the NFL as to, oh, no, you've got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, aging. They don't necessarily look the same. Chris Paul, he still has got a ton of, of weapons around him. But when I talk about aging guys, at the end of the year, he's going to be 38 years old. And you got to wonder how sustainable it is that he's going to be able to do what he's doing. But that said, he has been able to do a good job of assisting first few games of the season. But... Also, a shot. It's been way off to say the least. Once again, three game sample size. This is not the time to really be pounding the alarm, especially when you get these large sample size sports. Like in Major League Baseball, you're always going to find a guy that has like a 10 game funk throughout the season. When it comes to the NBA, there's always going to be like a five game stretch. No matter if you're talking about 
Josh Smith from way back in the day, who was a terrible three-point shooter, or Seth Curry, really the best three-point shooter that we've ever seen. All these guys go through a little bit of funks, but that has been something to take a look at as well. But I just think that with this Phoenix Suns team, they don't necessarily have, for one, the world's greatest depth, which I do think that that hurts them quite a bit. And for two, I just wonder if you're going to see Chris Paul break down throughout the course of the season. And it's also a scenario where I think that the Golden State Warriors and their just incredible depth in general is going to allow them to be able to win a lot of games during the regular season. Now, they found out the hard way that regular season wins, they don't mean anything if you don't win the title. We found that out when they won 73 games. But I just have taken a look at this Golden State Warriors team throughout the beginning part of the season, and I've liked what I've seen. This is even with Dante DiVincenzo dealing with a little bit of an injury. I like the overall depth that you've got with this team. Having a guy that was a top five pick of James Wiseman coming off the bench with pretty much splitting minutes with Kevon Looney. That is something that is very solid for this team. When you've got the front line that you do, and then you're able to spell them with guys like a Jonathan Kaminga, someone like Jordan Poole coming off the bench and is able to pop threes, I think that we've got to be taking the Ric Flair mentality with this team. In order to beat the champ, in order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And I like what I'm seeing right now out of this Golden State Warriors team. I think that moving forward, they're going to be a team that is certainly going to be a force to deal with. And I think them being a two-and-a-half to a three-point underdog isn't necessarily warranted. That indicates that on a neutral court, you'd have these teams as pretty much dead equal. And I don't know if I can necessarily agree with that, even though you did see the Warriors lose about a few days ago against the Denver Nuggets. I do think that this is going to be a Warriors team that they're going to be a mainstay as they had a little bit of cold second half against the Sacramento Kings. But you took a look at that game a few nights ago. I mean, my goodness gracious, that was a... I believe it was 79 to 71 first half or 89 to 71 first half. And the Golden State Warriors have just been incredible in terms of being able to fire in those three. So I think that they're going to be a team to take a look at. And always take a look at that third quarter angle with the Golden State Warriors as well. And it's already been lively thus far this season. And we know that bookmakers, they've been able to be a little bit more hip to that as well. But that said, I do think that that's something to take a look at moving forward. And I was mentioning this on the show yesterday. With regards to these player awards, you see some dramatic shifts in terms of things like rookie of the year, most improved player of the year due to hot starts. Like Ben Matherin is exhibit A right now in the NBA. He had some very good performances to begin the year for the Indiana Pacers. He was averaging right around 24 points per contest going into Monday through his first three games. And all of a sudden, he finds himself now number two in terms of the odds board in that award market. And I do think that it is very important to, once again, keep in mind, it's a small sample size and to not get too carried away because with the Indiana Pacers, you've got Methurin, who I mentioned a little bit earlier. He's currently the number two shot in terms of odds to be able to win Rookie of the Year. You've seen Tyrese Halliburton rise up to be number one in terms of most improved player. And I do think that that one is actually warranted with Halliburton. You're finding him right around 8-1 to one in a lot of spots. Another nice performance for him for the Indiana Pacers and what is probably going to be a very much commonality in this season. Nice effort from Alberton. Double-double, 19 points, 10 assists. Team goes down in a fire heap of smoke because they just couldn't shoot it from three-point range. But I do think that value moving forward is certainly on Halliburton to be able to win that award. But I would say don't get too overly carried away with a lot of these and maybe take a look at some guys that... Maybe they're a little bit more banged up to begin the season, and I do think that they're going to be able to lend a little bit of value moving forward as well now. When it comes to something like Rookie of the Year, I think that there's been one player drafted outside the lottery in the last 10 years that has won the award, but when it comes to something like Most Improved Player, like 
I'm seeing Anthony Simons over there at Portland. And if you take a look at the Trailblazers on Monday, they had a massive performance. They put up 135 points. They get the job done in big fashion. Someone like him being a 25-1, to 1, I do think that you got relatively solid value there. And then when it comes to something like Coach of the Year, finding a lot of these guys because you've right now got one guy that is sub 12 to 1 at DraftKings. Joe Missoula is right now your favorite at 9 to 1 just because he sort of came out of nowhere. But I do think that you could be able to find a lot of value in these markets as well. And then when it comes to the other game that we currently have up on the board in terms of the Tuesday slate between the Detroit Pistons and the Washington Wizards, right now the Wizards are finding themselves as a five point favorite and a total on this game of about a 223. This is once again one of these games that I always talk about it, finding these in-game opportunities I think is so important in the NBA because you've got a whole bunch of runs and it just to me looks like you're going to have a Detroit Pistons team that is going to be relatively streaky just from watching J.D. and Ivy while he was in college. I think that he's going to be able to do a terrific job with the Detroit Pistons. Very much a hot and cold guy. You've got a Detroit Pistons team that they're very young so when they get up big I don't know how much they're going to be able to sustain and this is also going to be a bunch of because they are very young. I do think that they're going to be very scrappy so I'd be taking a look at that aspect of it. If the Detroit Pistons get down big there's probably going to be a lot of value on them and then they get a lead. I do think that the Wizards are going to be one of those teams that claw their way back, especially when you saw that guy by the name of Bradley Beal who's able to just put up points aplenty, even though it's been a little bit of a rough go of it from three-point range for him. He didn't make a single three in their loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers a couple days ago. I do think that he's going to be a guy to watch out for and is someone that I think is going to be able to get very hot in this game as well. So just some general NBA thoughts for me. And we were talking about this a little bit with Matt Landis. I do think that it's a good pro tip for this hour. You're able to find all of them at vcin.com slash subscribe pro, pro subscribers. They get all of these. You pretty much get 20 every single weekday. And it's a simple one, but I think that it's a good one. If you have a bad betting day, if you have a bad betting week, don't go out there and don't go into chase mode. It's a case where if you have a bad Sunday and betting the NFL and you don't have a play on Sunday Night Football, you don't have to try to break even by betting double your typical amount on that Sunday Night Football game, things like this. Don't go chasing. If you have a few losses, just let it be. Try to fight again the next day. Just make plays that you believe in. Don't go into chase mode. That is the pro tip for hour number one. And in hour number two, we're going to be leading off with some college basketball here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can... With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.